Join Capital Group CEO Mike Gitlin for a new monthly edition of the Capital Ideas Podcast. It's your look inside one of the world's largest asset managers. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Invest 30 minutes today. American Funds Distributors, Inc. You know success when you see it. Or you think you do. The people in the spotlight. But what about those small business masterminds who succeed at making their money work harder? They do that by having a business bank account with QuickBooks Money, which now earns 5% annual percentage yield. Making your money work as hard as you do? That's how you business differently. Learn more about QuickBooks Money at quickbooks.com slash 5APY. Banking services provided by Green Dot Bank. Member FDIC. Only funds and envelopes earn APY. APY can change at any time. It can be hard to see the challenges that people we work with every day are going through. I'm Holly Robinson-Pete. Join us on The Visibility Gap, a new podcast presented by Cigna Healthcare. Download it wherever you get your podcasts. This is Bloomberg Daybreak Europe for this Wednesday, the 15th of February in London. Coming up today... Pivot pushed back. Traders abandon rate cut bets as US inflation remains stubbornly high. The sage of Omaha doubles down on Apple. Bloomberg analyzes what Buffett has been buying. All that glitters isn't Goldman. David Solomon says the bank expects to rein in hiring. Sunak considers backdating pay. Bolsonaro plans a return to Brazil and a $2 billion lottery win. Those are the stories we're looking at in today's papers, and I'm Leanne Gerrans. Plus, in search of more followers, reports emerge that Elon Musk tweaked the algorithm to boost his tweets. That's all straight ahead on Bloomberg Daybreak Europe. The business news you need to start your day in just one 15-minute podcast. On Apple, Spotify, the Bloomberg Business app, and everywhere you get your podcasts. Good morning, I'm Stephen Carroll. And I'm Caroline Hepke. Here are the stories that we're following today. Traders are abandoning bets that the Federal Reserve is about to cut rates, with the two-year Treasury yield rising above 4.5%. The market rethink comes after data showed consumer prices rising 6.4% in January compared to a year earlier. Speaking exclusively to Bloomberg, uh, Richmond Fed President Thomas Barkin says the central bank will hike higher if needed. We may or may not uh, choose to take rates up further if inflation continues to persist, but we'll have to see what happens. If inflation settles, uh, maybe we don't go quite as far, but if inflation persists uh, at levels well above our, our target, maybe we'll have to do more. Barkin's view was echoed elsewhere by Dallas Fed President Laurie Logan, who said rate rises may be needed for a longer period than previously anticipated. Now, moving on. Uh, Once considered uninvestable, Chinese stocks have become a must-have for hedge funds again. The latest filings show that they loaded up on the shares last quarter as Beijing abandoned its COVID-0 policy. Even Michael Burry, the money manager made famous by the big short, is going long. Meanwhile, Berkshire Hathaway has provided an update on what it's holding and it's been bulking up its position in Apple. The story from Bloomberg's Charlie Pallet. In addition, Berkshire expanded its stakes in Paramount Global and Louisiana Pacific Corp in the last three months of 2022. According to a regulatory filing at the same time, Berkshire trimmed some of its financial holdings, including its stakes in U.S. Bank Corp, Bank of New York Mellon, and Ally Financial. The remainder of the company's portfolio was largely unchanged. In New York, Charlie Pellet, Bloomberg Daybreak Europe. 
Now, Bloomberg has learned that the European Union is seeking to force banks to report information on frozen Russian central bank assets. As part of its 10th package of sanctions targeting Moscow, the Commission is also proposing extensive trade restrictions on goods used by Russia's military, including technology, heavy vehicles and electronics. After a record slew of job cuts, Goldman CEO David Solomon says the bank plans to have stricter hiring policies going forward. He told a Credit Suisse conference cutting costs was a key focus for him. We are in a position to lower the headcount of the firm. We've taken some action. Um, We have a much tighter hiring plan in 2023. And then attrition rolls through, and so that also helps and creates more cost leverage. I think we're very targeted and focused and we'll be in a good place. Speaking at the same conference as Solomon, J.P. Morgan's Chief Financial Officer Jeremy Barnum also struck a pessimistic tone. He warned the lender's first quarter trading revenue for this year may decline compared to the $8.8 billion it pulled in at the start of 2022. And finally, Elon Musk has reportedly had Twitter's engineers alter the social media's algorithm so that his own tweets get more views. According to Platformer, the billionaire owner for the social media firm was unhappy with the number of views that his Super Bowl tweet got. The change would be at odds with Musk's previous comments on preferential treatment. Before taking the company private, he said that he wanted to make the site an even playing field without bias. Okay, those are our top stories this morning. Well, well, well. People doing, doing, uh, making ways to make their their social media more popular. Not just a regular social media strategy, really, is it? No, I mean, look, it's a little bit strange, isn't it? Um, but yes, it's one report on uh, on Elon Musk uh, and the Super Bowl tweets over the weekend. Uh, look, um, I've been more focused on what's happening here in the UK. Waitrose cutting prices to compete. That the high street competition. <laughs> Champagne corks <laughs> being popped everywhere as a result. Look, I mean, it's a bit more mundane than that, isn't it? Waitrose is facing so much competition on the high street. Other um, firms are slashing costs. And it goes, of course, to the inflation number. That is the all-important data. After the US CPI figure yesterday, we get the UK inflation data at 7am. 300 own brand products um, from Waitrose are going to see prices cut. Food price inflation is just staggering. 16.7%. And look, it's interesting because we've had other supermarkets have done this already. You know, many of the other big players, Tesco, Little Aldi, have their price match guarantee to ensure they're charging the same prices. Waitrose until now hasn't gotten in on that right. but they've obviously decided that even the hallowed Waitrose consumer <laughs> is also worried about prices going up so it is interesting to see them taking this action as well. Yeah, plus also on the kind of uh, paying for things uh, side of uh, issues. Should <laughs> slightly have bought an, scale. Yeah, slightly different scale but should have bought an electric vehicle. I'm certainly kicking myself. When I look at the data that we've been um, reporting on this morning it's TomTom data but apparently London's second only to Hong Kong in terms of how expensive it is is to drive a petrol vehicle more than 2,500 quid last year. Wow, my watering makes, it, makes you think, certainly. Walk a bit more, Stephen. <laughs> <laughs> Up next, Sunak considers backdating pay. Bolsonaro plans a return to Brazil and a $2 billion lottery win. The Capital Ideas Podcast now has a new monthly edition hosted by Capital Group CEO Mike Gitlin. Investment professionals reveal their best mentors, how they find their next great idea, and a few funny stories. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. American Funds Distributors, Inc. You know success when you see it. Or you think you do. The people in the spotlight. Athletes, actors, artists. But what about the people behind the scenes? You know, the ones who make it all happen. The lighting engineers, the sideline photographers, the caterers, they're small business masterminds. 
And if there's one thing they have in common, it's making their money work harder. That's why they have a business bank account with QuickBooks Money, where they are now earning a generous 5% annual percentage yield. Yes, 5% APY. Making your money work as hard as you do? That's how you business differently. Learn more about QuickBooks Money at quickbooks.com slash 5APY. Banking services provided by Green Dot Bank. Member FDIC. Only funds and envelopes earn APY. APY can change at any time. You know, it can be hard to see the challenges that people we work with every day are going through. Invisible struggles like stress and burnout, caregiving for a loved one, or being misunderstood. But insight, awareness, and empathy will help us better see the issues they're dealing with. And that can make us and our companies healthier, too. I'm Holly Robinson-Pete. Join us on The Visibility Gap, a new podcast presented by Cigna Healthcare. Download it wherever you get your podcasts. The Capital Ideas Podcast now has a new monthly edition hosted by Capital Group CEO Mike Gitlin. Investment professionals reveal their best mentors, how they find their next great idea, and a few funny stories. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. American Funds Distributors, Inc. You know success when you see it. Or you think you do. The people in the spotlight. Athletes, actors, artists. But what about the people behind the scenes? You know, the ones who make it all happen. The lighting engineers, the sideline photographers, the caterers, they're small business masterminds. And if there's one thing they have in common, it's making their money work harder. That's why they have a business bank account with QuickBooks Money, where they are now earning a generous 5% annual percentage yield. Yes, 5% APY. Making your money work as hard as you do? That's how you business differently. Learn more about QuickBooks Money at quickbooks.com slash 5APY. Banking services provided by Green Dot Bank. Member FDIC. Only funds and envelopes earn APY. APY can change at any time. You know, it can be hard to see the challenges that people we work with every day are going through. Invisible struggles like stress and burnout, caregiving for a loved one, or being misunderstood. But insight, awareness, and empathy will help us better see the issues they're dealing with. And that can make us and our companies healthier, too. I'm Holly Robinson-Pete. Join us on The Visibility Gap, a new podcast presented by Cigna Healthcare. Download it wherever you get your podcasts. Now, the paper review on Bloomberg Daybreak Europe. The news you need to know from today's papers. I love that we've got a lottery win in today's newspapers. We'll get to that. Well, I suppose it's a fun story a bit later on. Bloomberg's Leanne Kerens is here with uh, details. Let's start with the the meat, the serious stuff. Uh, the report in the FT, the headline Rishi Sunak explores public sector paid deal that backdates wage offer. Yes, indeed, Caroline. Good morning to you. So the Prime Minister and the Chancellor, according to the FT, are exploring this pay offer. And this is really to try to end the wave of public sector strikes that we have seen here for months. According to the paper, to try to sweeten this pill, Rishi Sunak and Jeremy Hunt are considering giving workers a lump sum of money by backdating next year's pay rise which takes effect from April, probably to the start of January 2023. Now, we did hear ripples and a few rumours months back about this backdated pay. But now after weeks of deadlock, it's really important to 
clarify that no final decisions have actually been made as of yet. However, the newspaper highlights that these talks do reflect fears currently brewing in Downing Street that the waves of strikes could run on for months and months. And remember, we're not that far from an election and public sector pay awards for 2022 and 2023 were around 5% Mm. and inflation actually stood at 10.5% back in December, so way above those public sector pay awards. And there's going to be more news on the inflation front today. We get the UK headline CPI growth, and that's seen as slowing to 10.3% in January from that figure in December. And that's due to weaker fuel prices, even though it is expensive in London to drive, like you just mentioned. I just think it's... Tenuous link, yes. No, it is. Um, I also just think it's, isn't it clever that that this is how potentially the government could Mm -hmm. get around the idea that the Prime Minister has said that he doesn't want to reopen the pay negotiations for pay this year? Well, if it's about next year's pay that is just backdated. Yeah, it's a little bit of wiggle room in the language, isn't there? Yeah, it took me a minute to get my head around that idea, but I think I've gotten it now. So a lump sum (laughs) by backdating next year's pay rise to the start of this year. That is kind of essentially an advance on next year's pay rise. Right, I think I've gotten it now. Right, let's turn to the Wall Street (laughs) Journal next. We've all got it now, Stephen. Thank you. Yes. Um, I'm always the last. Turn to the Wall Street Journal next. Bolsonaro says he will return to Brazil in March to lead opposition. Yes, indeed. So the former Brazilian President Jair yeah, Bolsonaro is planning his return to Brazil and he said that's actually going to be next month and he's planning to lead the political opposition to President Lula da Silva and defend himself against these accusations that he incited attacks by protesters on government buildings when he was voted out of office. Now this is his first interview since leaving the top job with the Wall Street Journal and according to the paper Bolsonaro was surrounded by bodyguards as he gave this interview in the US and said the right-wing movement is not dead and we live on. Bolsonaro has never conceded that he actually lost that election, last year's election, and now is actually staying with friends in Florida while it seems that he's plotting this comeback to Brazil. And Bolsonaro says he is eager to get home but acknowledged those illegal risks he faced after he was accused by prosecutors Prosecutors of inciting riots mm. in January with social media posts that did warn of a voter fraud. Echoes there to what may have happened in the US, Caroline, but it does appear that Bolsonaro is plotting a return despite Lula da Silva being in power. He won by yeah. a slim majority, but still a but majority. He won, he yeah, won. exactly. He won. Um, so in terms, yeah, also they did have a nice photograph, actually, I thought, that they, they actually had a picture of Bolsonaro looking relatively relaxed yes. I thought in the Wall Street Journal um, and we've seen him go to KFC in all different restaurants while he has been staying in the States just put that out there okay interesting <laughs> uh, the headline in the Times two billion dollar lottery win Edwin Castro is shocked and ecstatic why did you want to highlight this newspaper story well I want to highlight this because I think this is a very smart man and the reason is not just because he's won the lottery but he actually has told officials that he wants to remain private and has declined to release his age, occupation and also his address. But his name has now come into the forefront after he did win the biggest 
biggest amount on the lottery ever. I mean, what are you going to do with $2.04 billion? I have a few ideas. Yes, do you? Oh, well, I'm sure. But he actually scooped that lottery win after buying a ticket at a convenience store in LA. So what a lucky guy. Now, Castro's win means that three of the 10 largest tickets in US history have all been sold in California. That's just a tidbit. Yes, I've got my plane ticket. I booked it hours ago. But that's just a tidbit for anyone who wants to buy a winning ticket. Go to California. But I think this is interesting because I think to not actually release your age, occupation and address is probably quite sensible. And I do agree. Maybe is a sensible lottery. It seems that they don't don't stay sensible for very long. Um, Yes, indeed. But the odds, I mean, of winning, I'm sorry, I'm still into the maths. Oh, they're infinitesimal. Yeah, Yeah, you're more likely to be hit by a meteorite, etc., etc., than than win. But yeah, really good. Thank you so much, Leanne Gerns, for the roundup of newspapers this morning. Let's get back to some of the central bank action. Several Fed officials stressing on Tuesday that interest rates may need to move to a higher level after US consumer prices rose by half a percent in January. That was the most in three months. We've got Bloomberg's Mark Cranfield from our Markets Live team with us for more. Um, Mark, great, Mark, great to have you with us. Traders forced to rethink the Fed path after this inflation data. Yeah, it's been a fairly steady stream of uh, hawkish Federal Reserve people since the jobs data earlier in the month. But probably the most significant thing that's, uh, that's happened is that traders have finally taken out the potential rate cuts for later in this year. For some time, we were still pricing for the Fed to, to lower rates before the end of 2023. That's finally now being taken out of the market and you're seeing uh, yields rise everywhere. And people now are starting to price for the fact that the Fed could continue raising rates even through to June this year, which is a slight change from what we've been seeing in recent weeks. So it's, it's all starting to come home now in, in the rates market. And obviously, other asset classes will, will need to start paying attention to that because it there was some people thinking that the, the Fed was going to go too far and it was going to have to reverse course quickly. But that really doesn't look as though it's going to be the case. And, and particularly the equity market probably hasn't really noticed that just yet. Uh, the rethink on inflation has been applied to many other global central banks, though, too. You know, this is recalibrating for the Fed. Yeah, I mean, what, what happens there tends to, to spread to other places. So obviously, the Europeans will be looking at it pretty closely, probably the Bank of England as well. Um, it doesn't usually stop in, in one place like that. And obviously, when you look at the, the CPI data, there were revisions higher as well. So though... Um, we're down to a 6% handle now for, for CPI, which is a slight improvement. They're still way too high. And they they put up some of the, the previous months. So it's a no way is the inflation battle finished as far as the, the Fed is concerned. Europeans are saying similar things as well. Um, looks as though the stagflation story, which we thought was a 2022 story, actually is a 2023 story. And it looks like it's going to go on for some time. We've also been hearing, Mark, from the Governor of Australia's Central Bank, Philip Lowe, speaking to to lawmakers in Canberra. Um, Much in his uh, testimony for markets? Um, He was indicating that he thinks a a soft landing is still possible for Australia. And um, the the rates market took it pretty well. There was a rebound in the Australian bond market on the back of that. Um, So as though they were thinking that he he wouldn't have to go too much further on interest rate hikes. He said the, the job wasn't finished. But they seem to be indicating that there, there might not be too much more, maybe one, possibly two, two more rate hikes um, in Australia. But he does seem to have a bit of a communication issue because it was only last week that the RBA sounded very hawkish 
And um, since there, he seems to be backtracking a little bit on some of the things he said. And it's been a little bit of the case over the past few months that the, the RBA say one thing and then a few days later, there's a different story going around. And bond traders are having a very difficult time trying to figure out um, exactly what the RBA means. And you can see there's a lot of flip-flopping mm. in that market. So um, not an easy time to be a bond trader in Australia. This is Bloomberg Daybreak Europe, your morning brief on the stories making news from London to Wall Street and beyond. Look for us on your podcast feed every morning on Apple, Spotify and anywhere else you get your podcasts. You can also listen live each morning on London DAB Radio, the Bloomberg Business app and Bloomberg.com. Our flagship New York station is also available on your Amazon Alexa devices. Just say, Alexa, play Bloomberg 1130. I'm Caroline Hepke. And I'm Stephen Carroll. Join us again tomorrow morning for all the news you need to start your day, right here on Bloomberg Daybreak Europe. It can be hard to see the challenges that people we work with every day are going through. I'm Holly Robinson-Pete. Join us on The Visibility Gap, a new podcast presented by Cigna Healthcare. Download it wherever you get your podcasts. The countdown has begun. From May 14th to 16th, a thousand global leaders will gather in Doha for the Carter Economic Forum powered by Bloomberg. Join heads of state, influential ministers and leading CEOs to make new connections, gain unique insights and uncover valuable opportunities in one of the world's most rapidly rising regions. Request your invite for this exclusive event at QatarEconomicForum.com.